Welcome to Speed Movie Minute, the podcast where we break down the 90s action classic speed one minute at a time. And where we always try to stay above 50. I'll be your SWAT officer, Roger Wistar. And I am the wildcat behind the wheel, Bentley Michaels. Bentley, it's Friday. Mm-hmm. It's happy hour, which we're going to get to a happy hour in this minute. <laughs> yes, we are. Uh, this is minute 25 of Speed. This minute starts with our audience of police and former hostages applauding Harry and Jack. And it ends with Mac giving a heartfelt toast to Harry. Without any GDs. <laughs> no, no. He's, <laughs> he's, I would say he's appropriately serious. Yeah. But we'll get to that. Uh, before we get to that, in the in the question that you stepped all over in yesterday's minute, Bentley, <laughs> um, our our man Bo Star, the police commissioner, Mister Black Hair. I don't think he had black hair in Goodfellas. Can you tell me which role he played in that movie? He did have darker hair. I don't know if it was black, but he also had it like it was gray on the side. He plays Henry Hill's dad. Oh, that is very good. Very good. Yes, he plays. I don't know his name. Yeah, but he plays. Henry Hill's dad, who savagely beats him with a belt for skipping school. He actually, he has a very Robert De Niro look to him. Yeah. Uh, how he kind of, you know, he has a very, uh, but yeah, I look, I watch that movie probably once a week. It's one of those movies I just put on when I like, I want something and I just put it on. So I've, I, the second that I saw him, this like, cause the camera kind of comes around like the little pillar or whatever. Yeah. There's not a lot of close-ups of him. Like there's, you know, there's there's not at all really. And so I just saw his profile like when they're showing like the whole crowd in the stage and he's sort of like talking and I was like, "Well, that's Henry Hill's dad." That's crazy. That I'm impressed that you recognize that because like I've also seen Goodfellas many, many, many times and until until I started doing the research for this movie, I did not know that that's who that was. I watched it yesterday. Okay, the big time in me. Thanks a lot. For our weekly Dulé Hill reference, he's also in an episode of Psych. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say he was in an episode of The West Wing. He's he's been in <laughs> he a lot of he's been in a lot of one episodes of a lot of shows. Yeah. He's sort of as as we are going to see, I mean, so not to not to jump the gun too much. A lot of the actors in this movie are Los Angeles day players. Yeah. Uh which is fine. It's, you know, for Yeah, we talked of- about it in the trailer like the 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 tourist guy i forget his name but he's uh well alan ruck yeah that's him he's, he is he, no he is no day player my friend yeah he's like uh he's on just shoot me i think with david spade show he no he was in spin city spin city that's what it was um but he was a regular i'm saying yeah. there are a lot of people especially when we get on the bus there's a lot of people on the bus who are in one or in one episode of like two dozen things Sure. Yeah. I'm just saying like I I I was watching Spin City cuz I love Michael J Fox and then I was like there he is. There he is. Yeah. There he is. And here we are yeah. with our hostages. Yeah. Which we were we we're talking about. So, I've got a question for you cuz I feel like we've been doing some Yeah. We've been we've been trying to kind of invent a backstory, uh, particularly about our four mm-hmm. uh kind of our 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 business crew that got on the elevator and kicked off our movie eyebrows is not in the crowd he's not but you know who are female executive and ceo but in the middle is mac so my question for you is do you think that things are on the rocks for our two lovebirds 
<laughs> That's so funny. I did. I wrote. I wrote attractive business lady Mac CEO and also uh, a scared lady in the front row. That's what yes. I wrote. So we'll get we'll get to her in a minute. Sure. But so do you feel like because don't you think it's a little weird that like Mac like of all places he's chose to just plant his big butt right in between these two people <laughs> that he doesn't really know from Adam. I mean maybe Mac was sitting there first and they're trying to keep it you know they're trying to keep it on the DL. Oh. Or maybe, uh, you know, attractive business lady was like you didn't handle yourself well in the elevator. I want to break up and he's like fine. <laughs> I'll go buy more suspenders or whatever. <laughs> Maybe her reaction. So, well, actually, no. We know we we know that our Captain McMahon is happily married because we're about to meet his wife mm-hmm. in this minute. Yeah. Uh, but as you pointed out, thank you for mentioning this too. Fabulous dress. I wish my wife Marcy were here to talk about the fire engine red dress that our scared older woman is wearing with the white collar. Yeah, she looks like Annie grew up. <laughs> It's like, uh, oh God! I, you, I'm sure you know this. I'm trying to think of the good songs from Annie, but I can't. Yeah, there aren't any. Can you sing a little Annie for us? The sun'll come out tomorrow. Bet your bottom dollar that. Even if I'm falling in an elevator tomorrow, tomorrow I'll be scared. <laughs> Standing in the back, almost getting Jack's arms ripped off by the elevator. Bentley still hasn't found the phrase that he was talking about. Tomorrow, there you go. Yeah, she's she's looking quite not scared. Yeah, she's happy. She's like, yeah, you saved me. You got shot afterwards. That's crazy. Hello. <laughs> That's all I have for our our time here in the Los Angeles uh, uh, City Hall. You got anything else before we go to Creepy Villain Lair? No, I'm glad that you recognized that because, like, again, my brain doesn't work properly. So I was like, did they mean to put all of those people that were in the elevator in this scene as well? But then you explained it like, of course they would be there because they saved them. <laughs> and I was like, oh, right, stupid. <laughs> like, that's how things work. People are appreciative and they uh, give you applause for saving you. You know, I was like, oh, of yeah, course they did. that makes sense. But I was, <laughs> I felt like, <laughs> I felt like I'd found the Easter eggs or whatever. I was like, oh, it's the people from the elevator sitting in the audience. <laughs> Wait, did you do you think that they just sort of casually for kicks during their lunch break once a month decide to just go down to or the LAPD were... award ceremony? It's like, oh, it's that guy. Or Yon DeBond was like, we could just use the extras from other places. Like, I don't know what I was thinking, but it, he was just like, yeah, we, you know, we we got him here. We might as well use. <laughs> How rude would that be if you refused to go to the award ceremony for the person who? Hold you out of a. <sighs> I'm busy, elevator. thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm sorry. Uh, I I cannot come at that time because I have to watch Sally Jesse. <laughs> Sally Jesse, another lady who loved red and white big gold collars. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I bet you that lady. I bet you that lady is a big Sally Jesse Raphael fan. She's like, do you see what Sally's wearing? I'm wearing it to the inauguration tonight. Okay, can can we talk about our our lair? That's exactly um, what I wrote. I wrote crazy guy layer. What did you what are what are your favorite things about this set? Because we're gonna oh, we man. will we will be cutting back to this set many times over the course of the next 90 minutes. Where do you want to start? I uh, again moving camera. I love that it's just like some, you know, th- these are televisions, obviously, 
to anybody that's younger than us, they've probably never seen a television like this other than like what the cartoon of what a television looks like. But like I had a television not dissimilar to this in my house when I was young. You're implying a television that is more rectangular than flat. That looks like a lunchbox with a screen. <laughs> That's charitable. That is that is charitable. So thank you for bringing that up because I think we have to start with the wall of television. And the bunny ears, you know. He's got so many televisions. He's always watching. He's always got to stay one step ahead. He's always watching. But, like, do you think he just lives in this place with a whole – like, do you think this room is specifically constructed – for this particular scheme. Mm. And so these televisions were part uh, like uh, sort of material. Like he had a shopping list like, oh, got to get some C4 detonator, 17 <laughs> yeah. televisions, yeah. and a big night. Like, I need a network or, of TVs. Or yeah, do yeah. you think he just lives in this place where he can watch seemingly every football game all at once? <laughs> I, uh, um, I think. Like which came a, first, the that, TVs or the bomb? That's a great question. I think. I, I always kind of perceived it as like this is probably something where he kind of figured out where there might be a rundown building or like something that's on foreclosure, you know, whatever. And so he like he's squatting and it's for his scheme. So like it's off the grid essentially. It's kind of like Gene Hackman in uh that Will Smith movie where he's like the crazy guy that lives on like the metal Enemy of the State, aka the conversation part two. Uh sure. The conversation is the other role that Gene Hackman played in the Francis Ford Coppola film in the seventies. It's essentially the same. Um, but yeah, I, I, I got those vibes where I was like, this seems like something where he, because it's off grid, so people can't track him. So, be, you know, like it seems like something he, it's his, I wrote crazy guy layer for the, yeah, for this specific gig, this, the, this thing, you know, and I, I love, I love it. He's being crazy, man. Great job, Jack. Great job. You know, he's just like, yeah. So just to actually, so just to kind of back up and interrupt myself, mm -hmm. um, when they cut away, if you can try to remember, like when they cut away from the award scene to this room, because when we first see it, it, we actually are seeing sort of like pain POV. Oh, and we don't we don't hear anything. It's a, it's almost a silent shot as we pan to the right, and then we get the sounds of hand clapping, and then we know that it's our villain. Do you? What do you think you were looking at? Like, was your immediate thought with without having watched this movie a bunch of times, like, oh, that's the bad where the bad guy is? And if so, why? Um, I don't think I don't think I thought that. I mean, obviously, I know that, but I'm I'm trying. Trying to go with the the spirit of your question, I don't think I thought that until you see his hands. Then I'm like, oh, okay, bad guy. Oh, stuff. it's that guy. Yeah, and I think I think we have to talk about this. Also, a very clap. quick reveal on the filmmaker's part. A very quick reveal in that he's not dead. So the audience immediately knows, and I think it's a cool kind of thing of like that thing that happened like ninety seconds ago. No, not real. And so now the characters, so now there's, there's good sort of tension for the characters or whatever, not knowing it. And you're, you're in on the secret and you're just right. like, so, yeah. So this movie, I, I think, I think I remember this from English class. This movie makes good use of dramatic irony. Okay. In that in many ways we have more information and critical information in some ways than the 
some of the characters in this movie. And I will just, just as an example, besides the fact that, you know, the biggest piece of information this minute is, hello, our villain is not, you know, been blown to a million pieces. He's alive. Mm-hmm. But the other, did, did you did you pick up on Chekhov's wristwatch in this minute? Oh, yeah, he's got the gold watch that, that Jeff Daniels talks about. He's got the gold watch yeah. that Jeff Daniels referenced when he Jack was getting lowered into the elevator shaft. The gold watch that, spoiler alert, is going to feature prominently in our bomb. Yeah. Um, and you know that we're supposed to pay attention to it because it's literally in the middle of the camera. Yeah, the the camera finally stops moving kind of like when it gets there or whatever. And it's just like, you know, here's the thing. Here's more. Yeah, like you said, like, here's more inside information. So when Keanu later is like, oh, man, he must have been like someone who knew what we were doing. And, (laughs) you know. We never never get that line, but that would have been great if that had been a line. I'm sure there's something similar. But, like, you know, uh, but, yeah, when they start to piece things together yeah you the audience are already like yeah we know keanu like hurry it up bud (laughs) yeah catch up man we're already there and i and i also kind of like you know this sort of establishes um this sort of establishes the this kind of fake out from you know much later on in the movie where this like we've had a couple of moments already that Jeff Daniels can't die. Like he, he like he he gets he gets by on stuff. So when that happens later on in the movie, you're like, holy crap, they just blew up Jeff Daniels. Like they were gonna blow him up and Keanu shot him and he got out. And then later on there's like, you know, something with the bus where it's like something happens and it's like, you know, he's like, Yeah, it's fine. And then they don't fake you out on the third one. Third, three strikes and you're out. And, and, J, and, and fool, JD is fool me once, Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me three times, Harry, you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the start of his musical number <laughs> for, for Speed the Musical. Oh, my gosh. You know, so when we do credits, because I'm pretty sure there's as, as many credits at the end of this movie, we definitely have to design and cast Speed the Musical. We're not going to do it. We're not going to do it here in this minute. No, for sure. Let's let's save that until the end when we have nothing else. I'll to even do. write a song. Just give me a topic of, of, for the movie, oh. and I'll I'll write a song and I'll perform it. I, we, I'll, I will give you a topic, or better yet, I'll give you a line of dialogue mm. that you have to then use as the jumping off point for an entire song. All right, I'm going to get to work on that right now. Um, Perfect. What else? Uh, Cop bar. Pain loves pain loves football. Yeah, no, just just really quickly, just kind of finishing up here. Sure. In creepy lair, so he loves football, which is going to become important later. God, this minute plants a lot of clues that if you know what's going to happen later on in the movie, you can kind of work backwards too. Sure. Um, he's got a magnifying glass, a really big one. So either he's like really into like yeah. fly fishing, or it's probably I'm guessing for creating like bomb. Yeah, like one of those timers. Okay, that's it. Let's let let's go to the bar. Can I tell you something interesting about this bar? I wish it would. All right. So there, are, to, to this movie's credit, I would say most of the most of this movie is actually shot. A lot of this movie is shot on location, and this scene is no different. This is not a movie set. This scene was actually filmed at a restaurant called the Derby. Yep. Which I don't know if that does that ring any bells for you. Yeah, it used to be on Hollywood and Vine. 
Yes. It's no I, I longer there. It's no longer there nope. anymore. Um, this is not today's pop quiz, uh, but do you know which also very popular 1990s movie this this bar was a central uh, plot point in? It was uh, uh, Favreau, right? Yeah. Swingers? That's right. Yeah, where they, where they do all the dancing. This is the bar where he improbably picks up Heather Graham by knowing how to swing dance. I knew how to swing dance, and I'm just going to tell you a little secret between you and me. Uh huh. I love I love my wife. I never went home with anybody who looked like Heather. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were you you weren't rocking those broad shoulders that that in shape Favreau had, you know. If, if you were implying that I was in fact less attractive than schlubby John Favreau from Swingers, you're absolutely right. <laughs> he wasn't schlubby then. He's schlubby now when he's no, happy. He's he is schlubby in that movie. Not only really? is he schlubby, but he is. Down on his luck, hang dog mouth schlubby. Yeah, he's definitely very sad. It's been a while since I've seen it. Yeah, go back and rewatch that and come out telling me that he's an Adonis. He's not. The 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 dude um uh the dude that was also in that movie with him. The one that showed up in Office Space, Ron uh Livingston? Uh no, he he was on the he he played a scientist on the '90s Flash TV show. Then he was in High Fidelity, and then he played the the blind guy on Becker, black dude with like big dreadlocks or something like that. I, Alex Dessert. I don't know his name. I just know him from the stuff that he's in. Well, if you told me he's the African American in Swingers, that you've pretty much identified Alex Dessert. Okay, then that's him. Well. Welcome back to Swingers Movie Minute. I don't even know if that exists yet, but it probably should. Hey! All right, so so here we are in the Derby. Yep. Uh, let's see. We've got sort of drunk Harry chugging Miller Lite. He's got his sloppy drunk. Yep. Spilling on himself. Looks like he's got like his leg, like another stool, so his like leg is like out. You know, he's kind of sitting sort of out. Oh. You know, so. I didn't even notice that. Do you think that's just because, you know, he's got like a bullet in there? You know, Jack shot him in the femoral artery, you know, shoot the hostage, whatever. And uh, now he's limping around on the job. Guess so. But, uh, yeah, no, he the way he's positioned it, like, they don't show his leg, but, like, just the way he's positioned out, obviously great for camera, better than, like, a profile or whatever. But I just, I just felt like, because I, I had a friend who busted up their knee, and whenever he had to, he had to, like, sit sideways at the table so he could, like, put his leg on another chair basically and uh that sort of thing so that's what i was again backstory that my brain makes up when i don't see stuff i was like he looks like he's sitting sideways at a table with his leg out like my friend when he broke his knee i absolutely (laughs) will buy that (laughs) this minute so if you're looking for titles later on when you post these things this is i would call this the mary mac minute we are never gonna see mac happier than he does when he comes into the bar and he's like, hey, what's up? Yeah. Uh, we see him. We see an unidentified woman who I guess is someone else in the LAPD. And then trailing them uh, are Jack and Mrs. Mac. Mrs. Mac. Uh, I, I wrote down, hey, Sandy. Because like one of the background <laughs> right. things, it, I was just like, oh, that made me, that, that's silly. Right. But uh, yeah, yeah, Mrs. Mack, and he's like, you know, getting a beer, and he's you know having a great time. And again, this is, I think it's a great juxtaposition of like what happened, in that clearly they don't like they didn't like being on stage, you know, and, and all that sort of stuff. 
And this is like, this is them. This is what they'd rather be doing. This is just hanging out, having some beers, being loud, talking about, you know, being shot or whatever. And, you know, Max probably got a story where he got shot at least once. And then Keanu's like, I haven't had the pleasure yet. <laughs> it's also, I think, a very common scene you see in police movies, which is there's got to be the scene with them drinking in a bar. And, you know, we're going to talk about this next week. Unfortunately, it usually also ends with officers driving home impaired, <laughs> um, which we're going to have. A, we're going to have a discussion about whether we think that happens. Uh, but that doesn't happen in this minute. That's so funny. Uh, in this minute. Did, did you notice? I was super excited. Josh Charles from Dead Poets Society and The Good Wife is in this minute. Did you notice? Huh. I don't even know who that is. So have you ever seen Dead Poets Society? Or should we add it to the list for future Never episodes of family? What? When you brought it up, when you brought it up earlier in the week, I said it, but you were you were talking, I said it under you talking. You like English and you've never seen Dead Poets Society. I like I speak English too. That doesn't mean I've seen every movie that has English in it. No, but you like literature. Sure. You you had a captivating English teacher, presumably, because you were paying attention to that class when you were in school. Sometimes, yeah. All yeah. right. Well, that's too bad. So Josh Charles. That's the captain, my captain read Robin Williams thing, right? Stand on the yes. desks and all that. Yeah, there you I go. I don't need to see it. And I'm pretty sure that. No, it's Ethan Hawke is the first person to stand yeah. on his desk. But Josh Charles has got to be the second one. He was also a major character in The Good Wife. And he was one of the two lead anchors in the Aaron Sorkin series, Sports Night. I'm telling you all this because that's not actually Josh Charles. Oh. But it looks a lot like him. Like, I swear to God, if you know who I'm talking about, the guy. So, I mean, if you look at our at, at our drunken trio, um, we've got <laughs> Harry on the left. We've got uh, Norwood. Uh, he's Richard Linebeck is doing a great job looking pretty drunk in the middle there. Yeah. And then, and then we have not Josh Charles on the right. Um, okay. So whoever that is, he, he's a dead ringer. He could definitely be his stand in. He's a Josh Charles type. Exactly. Like <laughs> it could be Josh Charles. <laughs> yeah. I, I really enjoy this. And like, you know, Matt gives him like a little, little captain speech. He does. And, and you know, like you notice immediately again, uh, Joe Morton, I think, does an amazing job in this role. And at, at, as soon as Mac opens his mouth, everybody else shuts up and pays attention. For sure, yeah. And he, it's it's a it's a nice toast. Yeah, I thought it was great. And the uh, again, just establishing his his role of like, even though he he he's a he's harsh but fair. Yeah, I mean, I don't even think he's that harsh. Like we hardly ever see he he. Thankfully, thank God, we did not get. Another move. So one of the tropes we don't get in this movie is police captain who's had it up to here and screams at the lead actors. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, for every Beverly Hills cop and point break, a movie I just watched, it's like, okay, we get it. Lethal weapon. The captain is an a-hole. Yeah. Great. Um, But we don't get that in this movie. Mac is nothing but supportive. Like he gets mad sometimes for totally legitimate reasons. Yeah. But he's always backing up. Is he the captain? I thought he was a lieutenant. You know, it's funny because in the script, he is script. He is, he is, uh, his title is Captain McMahon. But yeah, so we will hear. Because this week, even someone said lieutenant. Right. So we we do hear people call him lieutenant. So I don't know. I guess. Yeah. Whatever. He's Mac is Mac is our guy. But he's the guy in charge. Yeah. Mac is always in in our corner. And this is a nice toast. I'm really sorry we have to kind of cut the minute this week. 
because the rejoinder to this on Monday is even better. Yeah, I'm excited. And I'm looking forward to that. And that's all I got about this minute, buddy. That's all I got too, man. Oh, good. Well, I am excited for this trivia question because uh, you've, you've been on a hot streak, my friend. I think you have five in a row. Yeah. And I'm hoping, I am hoping that I have, uh, when I get in trouble, when I feel like you're doing too well, I dip my toe into the reassuring, Numbers. cooling waters of movies that I'm pretty sure Bentley hasn't seen. Which is 95% of them. Which is 95% of them. I'm amazed that you've even seen this one. So here's your question, which I got this from the writer, whose name is Graham Yost. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and this, this pop quiz hotshot begins with a little bit of a preamble. So All right. it turns out that the character of Jack, who we know now is Jack Traven, because his mom sews his name in the back of his tactical vest. Um, <laughs> he is named after an author named B. Traven, who is the writer of a book that was made into a most famous film adaptation in 1948. Do you already know what it is? Don't guess if you know what it is, just nod. No? Okay, well, I'll tell you what. This movie... I'll give you a little clue. This movie includes the iconic line. I guarantee you this is in the top 10 of the AFI's most 10 quotable movie quotes, which is usually paraphrased as badges. We don't need no stinking badges. So my question is really simply, what's the name of the movie? All right. That's that's the expression I was looking for. Well, you've got 72 hours to rack your brain uh, and come back on Monday. And we'll see if you can keep the streak alive. Did you say badges or badgers? Uh, well, so I, I said it with a sort of Mexican accent, although I probably based on 1948, this person wasn't actually Mexican, like right. Charlton Heston in Touch of Evil. But the, the line <laughs> is uh, badges. 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 Okay. Badges. We don't need, we no, need stinking no stinking badges. badges. Gotcha. Okay. 1948. Why? Do you have a do you have a different? Do you have a different answer if you knew that this was a quote about rodents? <laughs> no, I just, I just, uh, I just wanted to make sure that you said badges. And you want to make sure that you Google it correctly? No, <laughs> you would never do that. That would be totally inappropriate. I did. We always come back on Monday, and you're like, "You said you knew what the answer was," and I was like, "Did I? <laughs> I don't remember the question." You don't even remember the question. That's great. And I edit the episodes. <laughs> that is great. All right, well, let's uh, let's let's put a bow on this one so you can get off to your editing studio. <laughs> well, thank you all for joining us on Speed Movie Minute this week. Make sure you're subscribing, rating, and reviewing our show on your podcast app of choice. It'll just take a second. You know, give the stars, give the thumbs up, whatever you require. Uh, uh, you can hit us up on Twitter at Speed Movie Min or email us, speedmoviemin at gmail.com. You can hit up our so active curated so beautifully by roger facebook group bus 2525 and uh play along do you know about badges on spotify or on our anchor page and uh you know if you if you win enough get enough answers right speed trivia against bentley all the links are in the show notes and we will be back on monday with more speed movie minute but until then and as always in the immortal words of sam the bus driver This ain't no bus stop.